listener, are you third from the sun? Because you rock. Oh. For listening to us, Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every damn thing <laughs> under the sun <laughs> to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. Um, my name is Gareth Blackler, mm-hmm. and I've summoned, I'm steering on my Ouija board, I've summoned a demon. His name is James Barron. Sorry, James. <laughs> oh, revealing my name to the audience so I'm trapped forever and bound to do their bidding. Gareth. Oh. oh my gosh this is the worst nightmare for a demon and that's <laughs> that is so appropriate because it's halloween oogie boogie listeners how's it going <laughs> i'm here to talk to you about what we do on our halloween specials on the show because it takes yes. some explaining uh- <laughs> do you want to field this one because i actually don't know how to explain this all right so Last year, we watched um, a seminal film, though, TV episode from Gareth's childhood that scared him deeply about Mm. um, disguised aliens that freaked him out. And so I thought, well, have I nailed down this theme perfectly? I think so. Let's do a TV show about disguised aliens (laughs) because I chose Third Rock from the Sun. Um not season three, episode two, like we did last year, but uh, <laughs> season two, episode 25, the episode before the season finale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I chose it because it was another TV show from my childhood, wherein I had a, have a memory of uh, getting the 3D glasses along with the TV guide and getting very, very excited for this um episode because it was going to feature 3d or 3d effects throughout that would be improved by the 3d glasses and i remember being incredibly disappointed but (laughs) 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 however um we are revisiting that childhood memory i wasn't actually scared by this but it does feature nightmares so yeah we're pretty on brand i think i think this is all Mm. right you know what are your thoughts gareth having watched a Nightmare on Dick Street Part 1. <laughs> well, I remember this promotion as well. Yeah. The Freddy Glasses. But my family didn't get the TV guide, so we just uh. didn't watch it. Or didn't watch Third Rock that night. We watched something else. Um, I've always had so much TV guide envy. My grandparents would always get the TV guide. Mm. And if I went over and visited, they'd get it a week in advance, so there would be two fresh issues for me to read. Hell yeah. And I would read the local tv news the gossip yeah um skim through the listings mainly i'd skim to just look at what my grandparents had circled like they were going to watch and just be like oh cool okay wow cool nana's watching this that's good to know (laughs) coro again fair enough (laughs) yeah fair play nana it's not like you're gonna forget what time it's on but i like that you're circling it oh you got it (laughs) and um after that would come um, a kid's page, which is usually like some puzzles, yep. spot the difference. Yes, I remember this. A word find. Always great. And then the juiciest section was the complaints. The complaints Whoa. were so good. It was exclusively about the fact that the ads were too loud. <laughs> every every week, like three letters about ads being too loud, interrupting and ruining my Judge Judy oh my um, God. experience. <laughs> And then there'll be something like ex- complaining about the plot in an American show, like the TV guy can do anything about that it. That rules. 
Yeah. Oh my god. If I want anyone yelling at me, I want it to be Judy. I don't want it to be the <laughs> the bloody uh, bedpost lady or whatever it is. You know, I don't need her yelling at me. Gosh, Briscoe's nah. lady, get out of here. Uh, <sighs> man, that that is a, a great visceral memory of the TV guy. Yeah. I also didn't get the TV guy growing up, but I got it especially this one time, especially for Whoa. Uh, to watch this episode because I really liked third rock from the sun growing up i thought yeah it was a very fun silly show that mm. it was like it's like a weirdly sexual show but whatever um <laughs> yeah. but like i really enjoyed it growing up as a little kid i thought there was like because it's just like adults acting like silly kids a lot of the time yeah you know? that's a lot of fun uh Heck yeah. but yeah sorted out especially to watch this ep and was pretty disappointed by the 3d effects i thought it was going <laughs> to blow my little mind but Oh yeah, never mind. Uh, uh, well, it's like um, it's like when Avatar came out, and we thought like three D was gonna be this whole new thing, mm. and you just kind of like, oh yeah, it's a little deeper than a normal screen goes. Yeah, you know, it didn't yeah. it didn't rock everybody's world in the way that old James Cameron was hoping. But no. never mind. Uh, Arguably, though, it made a bigger splash than this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Fair. Apparently, this was a gimmick that a lot of shows were doing at the time, mm. just because they. Yes. It was like the red blue um, glasses were issued, uh, like, and I feel like it's a holdover from the 1980s where they were trying to do this all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, it just doesn't work as well. The the effects that they use throughout the show. I'm just going to get into it now because I have notes on mm. this, but it's like they make all the. Um, uh, they make things very dark. It's a lot of blacks and whites. The contrast is like amped up massively. And then things are sort of like warped on screen slightly. So yeah. that when you're wearing um, the, the red and blue glasses, uh, it feels like the the lighter things are more in the foreground, um, which is interesting. Like it, it doesn't, your brain sort of tricks you into into mm. thinking it's 3d when it actually isn't at all <laughs> so yeah it's like oh, okay. a magic eye kind of situation yeah and i suppose that's all 3d is in general it's just that the technology's gotten better over time um but yeah it's it was it's it's not awful i wish i had three dollars three dollars i wish i had three dollars <laughs> to buy some 3d glasses gareth because but i'm bloody skint and I, I could have tested this episode, but I didn't do that. I just watched it with my regular eyeballs, all right, mm. <laughs> that I plucked from a jar. Your dang 2D eyes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, it's interesting. So this episode and its um, follow-up, mm. the budget for these episodes ended up being $10 million. Holy which fucking shit. The, yeah. That is which, so To much. be honest- Right? The average sitcom episode does add up usually to be about one million. Really? Like, something this big, I think, at the time would wow. have. Um, this is all according to two articles. One that was clearly just copy and pasting the previous one. Uh, but, so, the actual production cost of making these episodes was, I think, 1.5 million. The Man. rest was exclusively trying to get these glasses to everyone. <laughs> I mean... That in itself was impressive. That's probably the most mm. impressive part. Right? I feel like these glasses would sell for a fair bit now if you could find them. They were just made out of cardboard, but they had yeah. the branding 
of Third Rock from the Sun printed on them. And they like, yeah, they folded out of the TV guide and you could just have them. They were great. Oh, I think I definitely had them in my lounge for like the following like four years or something. <laughs> uh, Just in case something 3D happens. Yeah, but no, it never did again. It was this was the the death knell for on television 3D until it really was Avatar rounded it loomed its ugly head in 2009. Should we should we talk about this crazy TV episode and again try and fill our <laughs> Last time we were doing this, by the way, our episodes were probably around like max an hour long. Yeah. We have <laughs> extended out to, we have like been resting on our laurels and now our episodes are closer to two hours, which is epic length. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> I think I said this last year, but it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what flies on this episode. <laughs> yeah. What strangely would have been cut from a different one that still makes it into this oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's Maybe just a few failed bits from other episodes just gets just edited in, in for no reason. I like that. Like little cutaway <laughs> gags. Just like yeah. when you get an ad break in this sure-to-be sure uh, plot-dense episode of Sink Floyd. Um, you just hear us like failing to get through a bit. Oh, oh. my God. Amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> Look forward to that. Oh. Yeah. Um, Yikes. But yeah, should we talk about the sweet, sweet ep of primetime TV, Gareth? Heck yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shall we start off, though, actually, by talking about our relationships with Third Rock from the Sun? Were you a fan of the show outside of watching this one episode? Did you watch very much? I've revealed mine. I think I was... But- always a little bit disappointed it wasn't as much aliens as i wanted yeah like i would have loved this episode if we'd got the tv guide because it had all this cool freaky stuff but yeah i was always like oh okay they're just kind of going about human stuff like occasionally when there's like a bigger space plot i'd be more interested but i don't think you ever see them as aliens right no yeah it's that's that's the bit you don't even see their true alien forms it's just them exploring what humanity is like from an alien perspective that's the bit that gets explored like time and time again on the show and yeah it definitely there's a this bit has a lot of legs like (laughs) oh yeah it ran this show ran for like seven seasons i think so up until 2001 so it wow bloody ages uh hmm but, but yeah, like, it, it, no real alien-y stuff happens. Sometimes you get some special effects in there, uh, but not not too much, you know. Mm. I think the closest we get is literally in this episode, so... Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll get there, though. Yeah. I will say, though, it did make me an early adopter, an early person on the GJL train... JJ... Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt train. <laughs> I was... JGL? Like... As a kid, I was just like, this guy is the coolest guy. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see him hang out with Batman or dance on a street or have his heart broken by yep. the girl from that Offspring video <laughs> that would have come out around the same time. Yeah. It's oh, all... Uh, what what, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's- Will this guy be a music teacher? Maybe. Will this guy be a, like, high schooler who talks like a n- noir film? probably will he ride a bike i bet i'm gonna follow this guy and all his moves wow 
that very informative see i was that way but with french stewart and it got me this far so (laughs) no (laughs) i'm just obsessed with inspector gadget gareth that's all (laughs) he wasn't inspector gadget he was in inspector gadget 2 gareth the director video sequel have you know whoa i'm so sorry i totally was (laughs) i'm seeing that poster in my head now yep yep he had a robot dog it's a terrible film um anyway (laughs) wow uh i'm always so happy to see him in something like it always leads to me googling was that french stewart yes it was (laughs) yes it was if you're asking yourself is that french stewart most likely yes because there's no one else that looks like french stewart (laughs) He, no, he's, he's definitely like in the family of the two leads from Will and Grace, though. The oh, two male leads. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the same hairstylist. Yes. But he has he has an essence to him that you can always spot mm. him from the lineup, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Alright, let's talk let's talk about this this uh cast. Cause yeah, this this cast is like pretty stacked. Cause we've got French oh, yeah. Stewart, we've got JGL. We got uh, John Lithgow as Dick Solomon, uh, the dad of the group and commander, high commander mm. of the aliens. Um, yeah, he's great. Love John Lithgow and like basically yeah. everything that he's in. Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Oh, can't get enough. <laughs> and he's just like yeah. hamming it up constantly on Third Rock. That's the like, it's the John Lithgow show, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just him just having the best time. Um yeah yeah and we got uh kristen johnston as sally solomon as well who is also having a wonderful time Mm. just being this like powerhouse uh i think she's the like weapons specialist of the alien crew and so she's like this supposed to be this like super tough guy but isn't inhabiting a woman's body um and like over the course of the the show becomes like more and more into being a woman uh which oh, yeah. yeah which is interesting and like probably not too uh great looking back on it now <laughs> yeah. like that's super stuck in the 90s but like i don't know i feel like it handled it probably more delicately than many other 90s shows mm. um but yeah that's the yeah. that's the core crew we've also got um jane Curtin as dr albright who's our like straight man effectively but like also is very manic and sort of like has terrible panic attacks throughout the whole show about these yeah. aliens crazy antics basically and that's how does she ever find out they're aliens i think she does like right at the end like oh, okay. season finale uh well series finale i think she finds out but like uh, doesn't want to believe it i can't really remember yeah. the end of of the show i'm not gonna lie i probably had stopped watching by the time it finished (laughs) but yeah you probably just heard it in passing on the playground how it ended yeah i think so but yeah Uh, yeah we'll we'll say yes that she eventually finds out (laughs) um that's fair yeah all right let's let's enough preamble enough we've got to get to the oogie boogie spook scarif of this (laughs) of this show um yeah so this the episode starts with um uh, a direct call out to the audience being like hey this is the one where you need your 3d glasses guys because dick receives uh 3d glasses not 3d glasses x-ray specs through the mail um mm. 
as we're hearing the heartbeats and speak to me. Here we go. Um, and yeah, she he's using them to like perv on uh, Nina as uh, played by Simbi Kali, uh, who's like the assistant in the office. I don't really know her deal, but she's another recurring yeah. character. Um, bit weird, <laughs> but I yeah. Th- I think this is like the only tie-in to having the 3D glasses as well, having these like X-ray specs, which is mm, bizarre. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, and they use it on a joke that, like, for someone who's hasn't watched the show in years, dipping in. Jeff, this is supposed to be your hero. Oh, and yeah. This is the joke that he's trying to perv on his employees. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> that's something truly scary for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely the 90s was a different time Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and a couple of other dick's uh colleagues come in and uh judith and mary dr albright um arrive and mm. uh mary has won a trip or like gotten a grant for a trip they're teachers by the way in case you didn't know um have got this grant trip to go to borneo uh for a whole year which freaks out Dick pretty severely because they're at this stage in the show, they're in a relationship. I think like he becomes obsessed with her, like on day one of the show and just Mm. season one is him wooing her into a relationship and season two, I think they're together for most of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, over the like opening screams of speak to me before we go into breathe mary lets out this laugh which does sync up with the scream for me (laughs) yes yes so we have a wee sync and i can i can at least give this a one (laughs) so i'm very happy about that um and yeah we go into breathe and yes uh Dick finds out, yeah, that she'll be away for a whole year and he's very worried about this effect, uh, how this will affect his relationship with Mary. And Nina's like, well, you could propose to her and that would keep her here. You know, she's going to need the, a bigger commitment. And <laughs> again, like upsetting Gareth and worrying him even further, Dick says, <laughs> if she was my wife, she'd be so busy cooking and doing chores. There'd be no time for Borneo. <laughs> Yeah. yeah at least the show knew that was reprehensible oh like, yeah knew like oh this guy doesn't get it yeah. yeah there's a lot of this guy doesn't get it <laughs> as <laughs> I, that should be that was the working title for third rock from the sun <sighs> you know how many years it took me to realize why it was called third rock from the sun like really <laughs> i remember my dad sitting me down and having to explain it to me oh my gosh the messed yeah. up thing is, is well, no, they are, yeah, they are all rocks, so it's okay. They're all big rocks, <laughs> and they're they're sequentially placed in the solar system, Gareth, <laughs> a distance away from the sun. And who's third? Well, it's bloody Earth. There you go. Yeah, unless, all right, let's count moons. Let's assume none of the other planets' <laughs> moons are in the way. Count the moons. The moon, our moon. Yeah. Of which there is a dark side could be third from the sun. The issue is that everything orbits, right? So, mm. like, moons could... That is the issue. Yeah, moons could throw this counting system out severely Yeah. Uh, at any given time. Because there'd be a, a shift, basically. <laughs> How many moons does Venus have? I don't even know. Like, too many, probably. Or none yeah. at all. Ugh. Who knows? 
No one tell me. Too many or not enough? Yeah. Bloody Venus, sort it out. And Mercury? Ah. Oh. It's not one. Oh, you're going to be so mad. Venus and Mercury share, share one distinction. They have no moon. All right. We're fine then. It is. Yeah. Depending on where our moon is and what side is the dark one, uh, we're mm. either the third or fourth rock from the sun. <laughs> so, there you go. Depending on yeah. the day. Weirdly, um, an episode of Third Rock from the Sun has never aired when we haven't been Third Rock from the Sun. Well, there you go. That's why you currently can't find it on any New Zealand streaming service. It's following Perfect. the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, we get fr- we go from here into like a scene interstitial as sitcoms are wont to do. I like when like this and like that 70s show... And mm. other things had these little like trippy graphics for the interstitials. But it, like every other show has like establishing shots of like locations or the city that it's set in. This one's like nah mm. space, <laughs> which I like a lot. <laughs> it's just and like space where these rocks are just getting up to mischief. Yeah, it's good times. Mm. It's it it fits the the themes of the show, and I I enjoy them immensely. You know. I feel like they're all like cut scenes from the intro that they just have on file. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I just yeah. like this part of '90s sitcom uh, language. Honestly, when Heck this yeah. happens. Now, um, speaking of scary, this is of course Halloween, so some scary news ooh. here involving '90s sitcoms. Okay. Um, that '70s show spinoff, that '90s show, has been announced. Oh God. Yeah. Why though? What on earth? That's just friends, guys. That's what that show is. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Like, is it uh, gonna I mean, do, is it just gonna be making fun of the nineties in the same way that that, that 70s show is making fun of the seventies, I guess, but Yeah, and I guess it's been almost the same amount of time. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But oh man, I just I don't think that the that the nineties is nearly as rich a an era is the 70s nah. give me that 20s show <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> heck yeah when it's just like the great depression <laughs> and like everyone's either like very rich or very poor <laughs> come on give me that show yeah. <laughs> um red and kitty foreman are gonna both be in it though so wow same actors same characters now they're dealing same with their characters. grandkids oh no yeah that's no good jesus okay Mm. well at least red will be able to like stick his foot up people's asses once more as as (laughs) as he dreams to do (laughs) that's what i was looking forward to by the 90s he got his wish (laughs) yes it's just booting people and they're like granddad you can't it's the 90s (laughs) oh man uh, um, same producers, Third Rock from the Sun, that 70s show and that 90s show. That makes sense, yeah. Each other. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, that- Hence the trippy- The trippy interstitial. Yeah. It all makes sense. Mm. All right. So, yeah, we go into- um, Yeah, we're still in Breathe and we- The family are gathered uh, playing around a go fish uh, <laughs> yeah. at the table. I do like the like- the family dynamic is they're just like hanging out and playing cards mm. i think like on third rock from the sun they do a lot of like hanging out on their roof 
and in their car and playing cards and that's sort of all they do they're just like that is the time so fun looking though yeah it looks good kind of (laughs) jealous yeah yeah their family dynamic is wild as well it's so good Mm. like that i think that it's part of the joke that they are so they all like disparate ages and like you looking at them wouldn't be able to figure out the family dynamic which is addressed in this episode so that's interesting but um yeah uh but yeah they're all playing go fish and he says that he proposes the idea of proposing um he pops the the popping of the question question and uh they all say that that's an awful idea because Mm. he's an alien (laughs) um and yeah it's like eventually they that she is going to find out that he's an alien and uh yeah sally threatens uh mary saying that they'd have to go for a walk if if she found out in a, in a, a threatening way um mm. and uh like it's sort of a catch-22 situation because uh dick's like oh well she won't find out and then uh tommy the the boy <laughs> jgl says um that uh it would be a marriage based on a gigantic lie um so it's like doomed if you do doomed if you don't sort of situation um yeah and yeah uh i feel like this like dynamic of uh keeping this huge secret but also wanting to enjoy a human relationship is just like one of the major through lines of the whole series like that idea Mm. yeah um yeah i guess they've got to introduce it now while they're getting all these fresh new 3d heads watching oh yeah they've got to make sure you've got to know what this show's all about i hope so it's about Mm. (laughs) casual sexism and human relationships (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, there you go um and yeah we get the the vocals of uh breathe kicking in perfectly as we get the title card drop of yeah of third rock from the sun which is another it's like a really fun intro that i love the theme song to third rock from the sun it's just mm. like sort of beach rock anthem <laughs> yeah it's great it's funky it's fun Planets yeah, it's are- very hard to hold in your head i think i think it's like yeah almost too good but i'm i'm for it yeah yeah i like it i don't know why it doesn't really like the music doesn't really fit the the themes of the show and that it's this like weird bouncy i guess like it's like a comedy kind of thing but like mm. it just doesn't seem like it should fit <laughs> but whatever um yeah yeah i mean i guess it's like seinfeld having that insane like oh, yeah. psychedelic minimalist keyboard track the whole time what there's minimalist keyboard through all of seinfeld and i've never noticed well oh you would have noticed it's sorry that was just a terrible way to describe so the opening the main seinfeld theme you know yeah is a synthesized uh bass yes yes and it was designed to be minimalist um welcome to song exploder okay um it was designed to be minimalist because like the idea was it was going to play under jerry's stand-up so jerry the guy was treating jerry's stand-up as a as its own instrument you know and he was like right so jerry's there he's providing the rhythm i'm just going to play a counterpoint melody and keep it real simple and just like that's why it's just like clicks and pops and mouth sounds and then this bass so yeah it's minimalist experimental in its own way and then i think in the third season they add in like 
ladies going like woohoo during the song and immediately cut that out wow yeah that's a huge misstep fair enough (laughs) yeah man that's so strange Mm. i'd love to seek that out the the woohoo cut of the seinfeld thing i'm pretty sure the full theme like all the music he wrote for it has just been released to vinyl whoa what yeah check that out vinyl to own i love that i'm very tempted yeah oh my god like you just (laughs) imagine like just putting that vinyl on and just trying to live your life (laughs) that's such a surreal (laughs) thing you'd just be waiting for the laugh track to kick in like what the fuck that's so strange i love it i love i did try to get some work done listening to the extended version of the seinfeld theme once and I, I drove me nuts. Yeah, you would. I would be driven nuts after one mon- like one monologue's worth. I don't think I could do the Seinfeld bit. Like if I was trying to do a stand-up set or something, and someone was playing the Seinfeld synth bass in the background, I'd be like so distracted. I would like have a panic attack. Like that's like I love that though. <laughs> the idea that someone's brought their own keyboard to like the classic and it's just like that's like, you guys on tinder <laughs> just breaking down oh my god <laughs> that's the trial by fire of of stand-up comedy mm. trying to do it over the seinfeld base <laughs> man all right we've, we've maybe it's like an it's follow situation as every stand-up like part can pass on if you'd make another stand-up comedian laugh with your heckle mm. you pass on the the music curse oh no that's why it's cursed seinfeld for so long is because he's famously very judgmental about his comedy mm. so he's like you can't make me laugh by like heckling me so he's always had to hear this music and then like someone else is just safe from his curse all right yeah he's the the hero of stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah falling on the sword of synth bass <laughs> man okay yeah ah uh. all this from the title card of third rock from the sun there you go <laughs> oh yeah sorry uh, so we uh, cut back and the mary and dick are enjoying some fondue firmly placing us in the 90s in the fondue resurgence mm. of the mid 90s did you ever oh, yes. have you ever done fondue in cheese form or chocolate form Uh, i believe i've done chocolate form yeah um not cheese form right um i was never a big dipper no Uh, (laughs) very proud of that pun though well i would like go straight just for the chips and eat them dry up until like my mid-20s and then i was like all right let's get some hummus involved like screw this elaborate fountain setup i'm just gonna eat some dry crusts (laughs) exactly you're like a passing pigeon if there's going to be bread available, I'm taking it. <laughs> Fair enough. Just scatter yeah. scatter some breadcrumbs on the ground for Gareth and he'll pick them up. I'll follow you all the way to the witch's house <laughs> and eat your breadcrumbs. Yeah, there you go. That's the way to get yeah. him. It's the way to entrap Gareth. <laughs> Did you ever do the do? I have. I was about to make the same joke, but uh, yes, yes. Uh, I have done the do um i've done both varietals and i can confirm that chocolate is better um Mm. but uh like the cheese and stuff is it depends on the cheese the one that i had was at somebody's wedding and it was just like it had been in operation for too long i feel like there's a 
a like <laughs> a like death kind of knell for the fondue party where uh something gets like stuck in the fondue dip and it's just all over for everybody you know yeah i think that's what happened i was just like well that's the end of that <laughs> i'm afraid uh dick does this great thing where uh Mary drops uh, her like piece of crusty bread into the fondue and he reaches in to grab it with his hand, covering his hand in molten cheese and then mm. slams it into the ice bucket next to it and like smoothly trans- transitions this into pouring a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Judges love like as a bit of physical comedy. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, that is really good. Especially when Pink Floyd sing All That You Touch, All You Touch during yeah. it as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're like right at the tail end of Breathe. And mm. yeah, Dick is saying that like, he's like either about to propose or it, it seems like he is, but he's about to um, just be a bit worried about the whole situation, really. He's just too nervous. Mm. And it's too soon. And he says, I may not be a rich man, may not be a young man, I may not be a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, I love these little like non sequitur jokes that they do. It's very fun. Um, And yeah, we go into On the Run and they're just like having a discussion about uh, keeping secrets and about being worried about this uh, trip to Borneo. And she's, uh, Mary says that they made, she made the call before they were like seriously in a relationship. And so she's like upset or sorry about that but she's still thinking about going through with it. And um, uh, she's saying that their relationship is built on trust and that they shouldn't have secrets from one another. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry that I kept this a secret. Um, And Dick's like, oh, it's fine. You should have, uh, there should be secrets in in any good relationship. And she's like, no, 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 that isn't the case. And then he says, you can have five little secrets if I can have one very big one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is just very funny um yeah it does sound like something like it's ridiculous but it almost sounds like like if you had friends who were like how are they still married oh, that would yeah. be their secret it's like oh we just have five little secrets each yeah that that would be it yeah they just have this weird mm. secret deal yeah yeah there you go um but yeah we're still in on the run and we go into yeah. the dream sequence um yeah, this is when this whole thing makes a drastic turn into being a Nine Inch Nails music video yeah. for the next four minutes. Hell yeah, it's time. Now mm. Now we're getting to the oogie boogie, listeners. You're wondering when it was going to kick in. It's right here. Um, yeah. Up until now, this episode has been the equivalent of all your friends have been invited to a Halloween party, except for you, and you're just like watching whatever's on. Yeah. But don't worry, it's spooky too. <laughs> I've actually, by the way, I'm, I'm hearing an oogie boogie at my door right now i'm gonna have to pause this recording to let a cat in who is scratching at my door violently okay (laughs) sorry this sounds like you're gonna set me up and i'm gonna hear like just screams no 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 i'll be right back gareth fill for time hi there it's me gareth from sink floyd as promised Here's a bit we cut out of a different episode because it wasn't funny enough. Um, it's so weird listening to an audiobook instead of a podcast and just getting things like, yeah, my hands slammed violently together. Yeah. Like, two 
<laughs> fish boats <laughs> unable to move their radar and it's just like whoa <laughs> what people write different to how they talk i like that it makes them sound like they missed each other completely <laughs> oh that's really good i i really like the idea of just using simile and metaphor but <laughs> paint like using it completely wrong <sighs> back to the show all right, I've, I've come back. I hope that was entertaining for you listeners. I'm sorry. Um, what happened there was there was a cat. There was a cat at my door. I went out there. There was mm. no cat at the door. I'm like, what? And mm. then I see in the distance a cat looking at me very sheepishly and being like, yeah, I was just scratching to interrupt the podcast. Screw you, James. Wow. <laughs> so you don't get to come in, cat. You've fluffed your lolly, as my parents would say. You fluffed your lolly. Have you never heard that? That might just be a barren family thing. <laughs> you fluffed your wow. lolly. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's very suitable for a cat in Halloween. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have any lollies because there's cat fur cat all over Cat fluff them. on the lolly, you know. You dropped it on the floor and now you, no one gets a lolly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, what, what were we doing? God. Um, the dream sequence. Um, it's a Nine Inch Nails music video. Yes. Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Here we go. Um, yeah, we see Dick, like, sleeping in bed. Uh, you can tell he's having a dream because he's kicking his little hands like a dog, <laughs> which I found yeah, is I a loved that. fun little detail. Um, and yeah, this is where our faux 3D sec- section begins. Um, as the dream starts off with him getting trapped in a cage which falls from the sky he's in the like the giant circular nightmare uh file effects room from the end of the movie brazil (laughs) and then yeah a big cage lands on him uh, trapping him there and his uh colleagues are all dressed as like g-men or like um Mm. uh, men in black yeah men in black agents effectively who have come to take him away to get interrogated they're taking him to the truth room <laughs> past like all these prisoners and uh we get like i think a direct shout out to charlie and the chocolate factory because there's a tiny little door that gets opened with yeah. a key which turns into a big massive door on the other side um which i really enjoyed <laughs> heck yeah this is why it's, it's also a little bit roadrunner because yeah. like, you think it's going to be more of a door more of a wall more of a corridor <laughs> third tries the charm black club um and then it's yeah he just hits like a flat surface a flat wall yeah with it painted yeah. on the classic yep the wily e. coyote trap love it mm. um and yeah they're like having a lot of fun with these uh dream sequences like this is where all this yes. money's gone into um yeah so these yeah. are directed by phil jono who I thought, like, watching this, you're like, he turned, he ended up directing every music video for Tool and Nine Inch Nails. But he no. did a lot of music videos for U2, okay. but none of their most iconic ones. Although, uh, you know their song One? No, not off the top of my head. Okay, it's like, I think it's one their biggest, one of their biggest songs. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're not, we're not U2 this boys here. This is a Pink Floyd podcast, Gareth. I'm not expected to know, I'm barely expected to know Pink Floyd. <laughs> I'm, 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 not expe- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sound. Of all the bands to sound snarky about as well, yeah. it's U2, like the band everyone kind of tolerates. Yeah, they're fine. Um, 
So they, like, obviously, this is how much money was in the music industry back in the 90s. Yeah. Is they were just, they got to make three different music videos for one because they oh didn't like the others. And the one they liked was the one that Phil Jono made, um, which was apparently just Bono hanging out, smoking a cigar. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. That sounds um, So he's directing these. Yeah. We're using all his U2 knowledge. Um, <laughs> and he was discovered by John Lithgow. Whoa. Who worked with him in his early days. That's cool. And said, like, you've got to remember this director's name. All right. Yeah. There you go. Well, shout outs to you, Jono. You've, you've come a long way, I hope, since mm. then. You know? Um, yeah, he hasn't done too much since. All right. Still doing a couple... Like, third single U2 songs. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair play to you, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. The one thing I know about U2 is that on one of their tours, they emerged out of a giant egg that descended <laughs> onto stage. And I find that to be the funniest thing in the world for a band to do. Like, <sighs> that's just so funny. Like, oh, like I just want to hear Bono justifying that. It's like, yeah, we're going to emerge out of a giant egg. It's going to be brilliant. Like, <laughs> uh, I know too much about you two. And one night that egg didn't finish and they couldn't quite get out for ages. Oh, no. Yeah. Trapped in an egg of my own design. Amazing. Yeah. That's, there's nothing more Pink Floyd than that. Than, yeah. than the band U2 trapped in their own egg. Like, that's just perfect. It would be Pink Floyd who trapped them in there oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Mason's just jammed a drumstick into the into the mechanism, <laughs> into mm-hmm. the egg, <laughs> closing it shut. He's barred it <laughs> with like a flute or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with this one, boys. And he rides away on the rainbow that leads you back to the triangle on Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, and then they ascend into the sky. They're like, we did it first. Yeah. We emerged from this glass pyramid, all right? <laughs> I don't know if they did. They should have. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, they're on their way to the truth room, and uh, it, what is featured here is this horrible nightmare dentist slash surgery chair with, like, mm. stirrups and all kinds of, like, every implement you can imagine. It's like a mad scientist's dream, this chair, uh, yeah. There's just like weird little prongs and things covering it. It's great. Um, and yeah, he's like immediately strapped into it because of dream logic. And a dominatrix version of Mary appears mm. from like a revolving wall, which is covered in like sex toys and stuff. It's real weird. Yeah. Like sex toys slash torture implements, I think, is the idea. <laughs> Um, so I've just I had this burning desire over the last week oh, yeah? to finally learn who Pinhead is and learn what Hellraiser is okay how did that the, go for um, you 80s 90s horror films so I watched the three Hellraiser movies wow. over the week so I could not escape the idea that like um, Jane Cur- Jane Curtin yeah is auditioning to be the next Pinhead she's like, a Cenobite revolving around yeah for sure <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I mean, she makes a valiant effort here. She's got this sort Mm. of Cenobite vibe actually throughout this. And that she's like, she's dressed all in leather. Um, She's not at all like a regular person. She creepily sings 
to dick yes coming up and like not her voice uh yeah there's like a recording or something that she's just mouthing which is very strange um mm. she also claps her hands on cue with the crash sound on the run which is a very yes. cenobite move uh yeah uh yeah it's very strange though her singing straddling this chair backwards like she's like a teacher on the level like very weird <laughs> um but yeah and then yeah. this like scene it, this cuts to a dramatic a dramatic cut because then we're now in the same like horrible filofax room um but inside of like a four poster idyllic bed the bed that frodo mm. wakes up in at the end of lord of the rings um <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's like um mary is now like dick's wife and this she's got this wife haircut i guess uh and she's <laughs> the haircut they make you get on your wedding day yeah, yeah. and she's speaking in this like sing-songy happy voice about um how she knows that dick is keeping something from her but it's okay because they're in so in love mm. and uh dick reveals that he's an alien and she's like, oh, what? That's wonderful. Because I'm an alien too. And she's got this horrible alien bug face. Um, now, Gareth, comparison to the reveal of the alien faces from uh, the last year, Gareth. The <laughs> Please, please tell me. Oh, which As is in better. compare it to Drew Carey yes. or are we just talking every alien face we've seen over the last year? Well, we could do that. But like, I think I was specifically <laughs> saying the Drew Carey episode from last year, which which is um, the more convincing alien. So I've, as we know, I've been doing a good deep dive into horror films since yes. over the last year. You know, I've come to understand more of the nature of fear on TV mm-hmm. and like a good trick is i mean it's the jaws effect you've got to let the imagination fill in the gaps yeah. like you've got to not see the shark so you imagine something way worse so this only for a split second do you get to see her as an alien and it's like a distorted lens and it's yeah very quick and then taking a taking a cue from um signs <laughs> whoa we then get to like you know how the scariest part of signs is when joaquin's Phoenix is watching the oh, yeah. aliens on TV and you see him scared of them. And so your brain, your pack element, pack animal part of your brain goes like, I'm scared too. So this is the genius of Phil Jono, <laughs> guy we just learned about. Yeah. He then, it immediately cuts. You get a split second. So it's burned on your retinas, this yeah. alien face. We then immediately get John Lithgow scared. So Terrified. Like, you know. This man is a hero and he's feeling fear. We've got to feel the fear with him. So I'm I'm putting it up. This is a true yeah. oogie boogie. What would you say? Yeah. I'm big <laughs> yeah, it's it's was an oogie boogie for me as well. The warping effect really added mm. to it. I was caught off guard. I was afraid. Much like John Lithgow, our hero. Um my personal hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh very strange. Very upsetting. Um, and just a more convincing alien mask in general. I think it looks like it, yeah. it's more like insectoid than the than the mask from the Drew Carey episode. But those ones just they look fake. 
It was just mm. the Drew Carey thing just had an unsettling vibe throughout the whole thing, mainly because there was no laugh track, and that was the scary bit. Um, yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, I felt like the aliens themselves weren't scary. It was just the 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 deconstruction of the sitcom <laughs> ideal that was unsettling. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah that one like obviously could tear like this one you had a weeks and weeks of warning that something crazy was going to happen on third rock in the sun that's why you got your 3d glasses whereas true, there was no yeah, warning months yeah no warning you're just sitting down in your family lounge and all of a sudden drew carries blasting you yeah yeah oh. no you gotta warn me if there's about to be blasting you gotta warn me Right. yeah <laughs> yeah no surprise blasts that's, that's the official t-shirt for sink floyd <laughs> if there's about to be warning i mean about to be blasting you gotta warn me and it's a picture of tom hanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and on the back it says no it says soft foods only <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god um and 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 the back picture is just all the goblins from labyrinth as well yeah <laughs> yeah that's the that's the perfect shirt that no one will be able to pass and it's all printed on that like that weird like polyester thing that means you can print really really big so like every it takes it prints like sleeve to sleeve so it's almost unreadable unless you're standing perfectly still yeah yeah the print of tom hanks's face covers the entire front of the shirt like Mm. yeah and the and the back is just like tiled goblins <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go we've done it we've solved Perfect. merch <laughs> yeah oh man um yeah we get fr- so we have that scare that oogie boogie and then we go straight to um a- another joyous scene of um john lithgow frolicking through a field of sunflowers um very mother three i don't know what this is all about <laughs> why this is here i guess this is just classic dream imagery but yeah man it was again it's very nice whiplash for sure um yeah yeah oh i like yeah, it very but... smashing pumpkins yeah true yes definitely that vibe um mm. but yeah so he opens there's a door that descends from the sky a uh, large iron wrought iron door that he opens and walks through and he's now on the moon gareth potentially the dark side of (laughs) hard to say it's about to become potentially the third rock yeah the third or fourth rock from the sun he is now walking Mm. and there is a a wall of jello which falls onto him like a wave um i feel like this is a call out to something else in the show maybe jello is like a horrible thing for these aliens i don't really know what the deal is yeah i feel like it's a reference but uh anyway he's terrified of getting buried in jello which i feel like this would have been a very expensive scene to make because there's a lot of jello and he does sure (laughs) sink into it like Mm. that's a that's a big purchase at your local supermarket gareth Man. yeah because there's no other way to fake you can't fake jello that's the whole trick no that's why you that's, don't see it often on tv that's real jello for sure yeah um mm. but yeah him sinking by the way into into this vat of um jello is just 
perfect for the ominous chords of time. I like yeah. That is being swallowed by Jello. Like that's the mixtape for it. Like <laughs> just yeah. hor- just dark chords. Please. Um, Lo-fi Pink Floyd to relax or be swallowed by Jello too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm trying to, I'm swallowing Jello, but I've been doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> Instead, I should have been being swallowed by Jello. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, too so- bad we've already decided on our t-shirt, because that could have been on it too. <laughs> That's even more confusing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, the fam- this is the end of the dream. We, we cut back hmm. to the regular 2D viewing and um, the family members uh, wake him up. And they assume that he's gone mad. They don't. They don't mm. know what dreams are, and so they think he's just gone crazy because he had this horrible vision while he was asleep. And so they say, uh, Tommy suggests that he go to a psychiatrist and get looked at, um, see if they can figure out what's going on. Uh, we go from here to uh, the police station where uh, Don and Sally are hanging out. A main man, Gareth, is in this yes. movie. Uh, Wayne Knight playing Officer Don, Sally's beau and love interest. So good. For the whole series as well. Oh, yeah. They fall in love like yeah. real early. It's like their whole thing is that it's uh, like a way over the top, like mega danger love, like dangerous romance, Ooh. you know? Yeah. Like, the drama of this like of this cop putting away bad guys that's what she's really into she thinks he's this like super macho guy but he's actually this like Mm. schlubby cop and that's the dynamic whereas she's really the badass like yeah yes it's it's a good it's a good uh like it's a good character uh yeah i I think i think it's watch a show of that yeah um so yeah, they're hanging out at a police station and we sort of get the like B plot for the episode or like setting up the B plot for the next episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, she's asking if uh, someone can be born evil or born bad or can they just uh, turn psychotic overnight? And Don's like, yeah, that happens. People just go crazy <laughs> sometimes. Being very unhelpful. Um, yeah. And yeah, he also is pointing out this uh wanted poster for a guy called Carl Borski who's a criminal wanted in the estate and he's like if I catch this guy I'll be made detective and it's like <laughs> he's trying to be like a noir kind of character um, mm. yeah and th- this is their their dynamic for the whole show so yeah um <clears throat> I like it meanwhile um Dick and Tommy are at the waiting room for the psychiatrist's office and Dick briefly thinks that he's gone back in time as part of his madness because all the magazines are from 1994, which is yeah. is a good bit and also a great fit for time because they're singing mm. about one day you'll find 10 years have got behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a sync. I'm happy about that, Gareth. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Good joke, good sync. You don't often get that Good combo. joke. Yeah, very rare um, <laughs> that Pink Floyd are in on the joke. I think that mm. has never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so they're hanging out at the, at the psychiatrist's office and Dick goes in to see the psychiatrist 
And once he finds out that these like therapy sessions are confidential, he just spills the beans about basically everything. The fact that he's an alien, mm. that he's <laughs> worried about um, his marriage. And we get like a cutaway saying that like he's like time has passed and he's just said all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and he's talking about how Sally is uh, his sister even though they're like 20 years, <laughs> there's a 20 year age difference. And he's like, oh, well, she could be my daughter. Like if that makes more sense, so that could be arranged, <laughs> which is just so funny. Uh, he's like, yeah, we'll just switch it. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, uh, the psychiatrist uh, prescribes some pills to Dick and Dick's like, well, I, that didn't make me feel any better. And and then he just starts popping the pills and like, oh, of course these don't work either. Like, it's just <laughs> expecting them to take effect, like, immediately. Um, yeah. And which, yeah, to be fair, on my meds, it says never stop taking, which today Whoa. I clicked was like, no, hold on. <laughs> if I misread that, I'll just run out immediately. <laughs> <That> is... <laughs> they shouldn't print that on the bottle. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a mistake. That's just, just slightly wrong for they go. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm trying to think of a better, more suitable way to, to refer to that. Like, I feel like it's new. I feel like it should just be consult doctor before. Uh, no even, you've got to find a way to phrase stop dosage. taking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no end date on dosage. Done. That's much cleaner, and no one's going to accidentally <laughs> have the whole bottle of pills. Oh yeah. my god! And then run never to the doctor and be like, "Guys, I need more. I stopped taking." Never, never stop taking is like a dark short story in of itself. That's like an oogie yeah. boogie for you. <laughs> god. Yeah, is that like you know how they say the saddest short story is like six words long? Never stop taking mm. is three. So we, yeah, we dunk on Hemingway in this show, and we've done it again. Yeah, you just say it twice, Hemingway. Mm. Then, then we're we're twice as good as you, Sink yeah. Floyd. Twice as good as Hemingway. <laughs> done. There we go. Put that on the shirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he proceeds to um, go on a voyage to Trip Out City, uh, basically in his mm. office. Um, just sil- sitting there watching like a fun water thing, like an office toy. Do you, have, do you have you had one of these like either like a Newton's cradle or like a just an office toy that you have? Mate, I had the exact thing that he's looking at. This like long Whoa. rectangle full of it's full of water, but then there's a d- denser blue liquid that makes it sway around. And mine yeah. had little penguins that floated in it. Yeah, March of the yeah. Penguins, baby. That's sick. Yeah. Nice. And um, I shook it too much, though, over the years, and these weird bubbles started to appear. And once they started appearing, the whole thing just, like... Oh, no. Didn't work. It just kind of eventually they started mixing the liquids again, and, oh, yeah, it stopped being no. fun. The penguins got trapped in the bubbles. That's not what yeah. you know. That's tragic. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, well, I, yeah. I've, I haven't had any office toys or anything like that. I've got like all my workmates have like decorations for their desks and mine's this like sparse expanse of nothingness. I feel like I should get something. Do you have a recommendation yeah. of any kind of toy I should oh, get? Oh, man. Because I don't know. 
I kind of want you to have like <laughs> an action figure of the thing. Oh, that's not bad. Just a Cronenberg yeah. on my desk, and everyone's like, "Whoa, yeah, uh, James is scary." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or, I like that. They made action figures of that guy, the like kind of just office worker in Avatar. Whoa. Oh, what yeah. What was his name? He's the guy who was also in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I think. But just like the most normal okay. guy. And uh, it is, it's just him in a suit. It'd be so funny to have an office worker <laughs> toy in your office. Yes, that would be good. Just the, <laughs> the title character, the lead character from Office Space in his office space. Yes. Yeah. If I could have like Perfect. a tiny door, I think I would. That would be a good one. Just a, like mm. a, a very small door that I could unlock with a key. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. in this episode. And everyone would be like, where does that door go, James? I'm like, what door? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. It's got to be a conversation uh, piece. That's yes. the trick. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you want them to be, right? These these decorations. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, so he's tripping out. Uh, and we go to, uh, we cut back to the police station where, um, Sally has caught this Carl Borsky guy, um, mm. and trapped him in the shopping cart cause she just fat ran into him at the supermarket and brought him to the <laughs> police station. Cause she's like ruthlessly efficient. Um, yeah. and yeah, Don has been like, uh, undermined by his girlfriend. He feels like he's lesser of a man. Uh, because he wasn't the one to catch this criminal and he feels like he won't be made detective now, basically, because um, mm. his girlfriend did it. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, we go into... Uh, oh, I've actually skipped a bit. I'm not... I've screwed up. Uh, because we, got too, we did get too distracted by the toys that we forgot to talk about the scene that happens around I did. them. Yeah, whoops. I got distracted by my office toy and forgot to talk about mm. it. Um, Maybe but, you shouldn't uh, yeah. get an office toy. You might forget to work. No, no, that would be bad. Uh, don't listen to this, boss. I won't get an office <laughs> toy. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll cut back. Um, Mary uh, is coming into the office and saying, like, she's changed her mind about going to Borneo. Um and like because dick is tripping out he doesn't care either way he's like yeah it's fine i'm so happy he's in a state of like perpetual bliss and she's like well fine fuck you i will go <laughs> mm-hmm. uh because like he's treating it very blasé basically saying that like this relationship isn't nearly as serious as she thought it was um so yeah she's very upset um mm. Again, setting up for a finale that we're not going to cover. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, um, so he's still tripping balls when we uh, return home and the family is again playing Go Fish. I love that they're mm. still like, they just did this again. And um, yeah, they're worried that his uh, mental state is getting worse and worse. And so they contact, they ask Harry, sorry, the communications guy to uh contact the big giant head which is another recurring thing the big giant head mm. is the uh a mission lead i guess the like overseer of the mission back in the back in space that they contact throughout the show and is like wired directly into harry's brain 
Yeah. So he like acts really weird as like a phone piece whenever he speaks to the big giant head, which is very fun. Uh, it's a good. Mm. Um, I remember it being a little more like over the top, but in this one he just freezes and stays there for ages, which I also quite yeah. loved. He's put on hold, which I found relatable mm. as a, as a call center man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he he was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's put on hold because there's no one to help him. And so, again, we're left, like, with drama here. Yeah. And then we go into our second and final 3D Dream sequence, a Nine Inch Nails video. Um, this one, is, I guess, is not really Nine Inch Nails-y. This is more like a Italian 1940s film noir, <laughs> is how I would yeah. describe this. Um, a bit with- of Madonna in the 90s, like yeah frozen by madonna i had a bit of a vibe from all the cameras just because they use that technology oh yeah yeah yeah. but yeah it's it's like she it's sally she's getting off a plane um walking Mm. down the stairs to the tarmac and being photographed by a reception of um paparazzi and also inexplicably a chef holding a pizza (laughs) which is so strange and so funny like i don't i don't know who thought that that was like it's, i bet someone in the writer's room like threw that in there and was like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a chef there and, and they just don't address it at all but i found it mm. hilarious I was like, it's probably f- the same writer showing up dressed as the chef like hey guys i brought the chef costume like oh danny oh. we didn't think you were really going to do this the weird thing is that, like, all the food stuff comes later. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> it's just the chef holding, like, holding a full pizza, no pizza box or anything, just <laughs> offering it to her as she gets off the plane. Hilarious. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and he's in every shot of the paparazzi as well. He, like, gets in there, even yeah. in the corner, his pizza's still there. <laughs> so good. I love it. I don't know what it means in the context of the dream, no. but I, I love that it's there. Um, anyway, we see her in like a perfume ad, effectively walking through a snowy forest, which is revealed as we zoom out to be her trapped within a sugar container for tea, um, mm. which is it's artsy, <laughs> but weird. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she's uh, pouring herself the sugar into the tea as she sits at this like dining outdoor dining table um and in subtitles she asks for the world to be brought to her on a plate Mm. and she's delivered the rotating earth from the intro of the show like i'm pretty sure it's the same graphic um (laughs) just planted into the scene Uh, It's in full color, by the way. The rest of this Mm. is all black and white, but there's like a full color rotating globe that she uh, takes a bite out of like a giant apple. I just think this is a sweet visual. (laughs) I was like, yeah, really really cool. (laughs) Um, And it is working so well to Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. I am seatbelted in for it. Yeah, this whole dream sequence is over Great Gig, and it's sweet. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, having the Earth delivered to her on a silver platter, I think is the... Uh, she's, like, enjoying the fruits of Earth, I think is the idea. Um, mm. Anyway, um, this is me analysing a dream in a TV show. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> um, 
but yeah it's a sweet visual uh and then we see don a boy (laughs) white knight in this like pristine white suit and he's been like quaffed he's not wearing glasses which is unusual um Mm. He's looking suave as fuck, and I love this. This is maybe my favorite Wayne Knight appearance in anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It rules, uh, because he just, oh. like, is this, um, like, Fabio-like lover <laughs> to Sally in this dream, and they have this tango dance together over completely unsuitable music in the show, but mm. we're getting great gig, oh, and that sure. works so much better uh, this like dramatic black and white dance to great gig real nice yes. um but it's interrupted when sally plucks a feather from don's chest and he uh she tears open uh his shirt and he reveals <laughs> that he's secretly a giant chicken <laughs> um <laughs> his chest is covered with feathers and i think yeah it's like in both physical and metaphorical sense, is he a giant chicken uh, in the stream? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very dramatic because the whole room is now filled with feathers as she shoots him with a revolver and it like blasts him clean in two. She starts blasting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just the revolving shot of, <laughs> of Wayne Knight shot through the chest as feathers fill like a greek parthenon <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> no yeah. what a visual mind-blowing uh, <laughs> i loved it i loved it so much at this point the song has changed to um, money but it still works really yeah. well we get the cha-ching of money as she shoots him um yeah which rules as well <laughs> Mm. uh yeah so she wakes up in a panic um having thinking she thinks that the madness is like passed on to her um and she's torn her pillow so all the feathers are flying around her her room as part of her dream obviously um Mm. and yeah so she runs into the lounge and harry is still on hold uh dick has returned from a previous scene with a fish because they were playing go fish and he left and they said oh i think i will go fish and he just came back with a fish so there you go <laughs> um and yeah so tommy's like the only one really here and he says leaving this episode on a cliffhanger he says and then there were two and mm. yeah we go into the credits uh there's a credit to a special thanks to randy newman sir not appearing in this episode um i think he's in the next one (laughs) okay as a special guest but we don't get him there's no newman for us there's other but not this newman (laughs) that's in seinfeld newman yeah very good yeah yeah (laughs) thank you um what did you think and how did it sink gareth uh (laughs) what did i think and how did it sink I'm pretty happy. I feel like, like, if this, if they had kept this momentum going for a f- whole film, would be in the sevens, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Which, I don't know if you remember, but our strict, strict rating system for Halloween 
random episodes of 90s TV shows involving aliens described hiddenness people is, of course, to rank things out of five pumpkins. (laughs) That's right. So it's a strong three and a half pumpkins for me. Yeah, I'm happy with that number of pumpkins. Yeah. Okay. Just put those, stack them up, I reckon. Yeah, three and a half Mm. full-blown pumpkins. And the half pumpkin is just a smaller pumpkin, I think. It's in this instance. We just couldn't find another, a fourth pumpkin big enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Nice. Uh, cool. Closing remarks. Any further thoughts, Gareth? Oh, what do you reckon's going to happen in part two? Like, the listeners will never find out from oh, us. They'll yeah? have to go down to the library and get it's the DVD themselves. I think what do you we'll reckon? get... A couple more dream sequences for each Mm. of the other characters, um, for Tommy and for Harry, will both have dreams. Um, And then after that, I think that they're just like, they get taken to a mental asylum at the end of the episode. And that's the season finale. They're trapped in an asylum. Mm. And they have to get broken out by a team up of um, Officer Don and Mary have to come and rescue them as a family. And that's where we pick up in I season like that. three. That's yeah. my theory. <laughs> Whole season three is a breaking out of an oh. asylum drama. Season four, yeah. back to normal. Yeah. And Randy Newman plays a, oh, yeah. plays a doctor. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's there. He runs the asylum. Mm. And is also an alien? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes he's like from a rival oh planet so therefore Piano playing alien he- i love it yeah oh <laughs> lock it in nice uh yeah. do do we have any other special things that we need to do because to to fill time <laughs> i feel like you want you i prepared a thing because you wanted me to do it um yes please please so after the roaring success, I assume I that episode hasn't come mm. out yet, of what <laughs> horror villains would be in a, in a Pink Floyd cover band, I gotta know, on this All mm. Hallows' Eve, James, what 90s yes. sitcom characters would you put in a Pink Floyd cover band? Okay, so I, I, I thought about this for a little bit. And I like again <laughs> acted on acted on instinct. Um, mm. I've I've got okay. So on on lead guitar and vocals, we've got French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> Very right? nice. He's headlining. He's our boy in charge. All right. He's got the weird vibe, and he's here to mm. lay it down. All right. We've got on uh, on the bass, Gareth. We've got, um, yeah. we've got the character, uh, Chef Rudy from the series Mum, who is coincidentally played by French Stewart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the bass? He's yeah. on bass as well. Sounds He's like here. a- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you're detecting the theme of my um oh, no of, my, of my lineup because on on the drums we've got principal cameron from the middle also played by french stewart uh, but this time he's a teacher no way. yeah oh <laughs> yes yeah? 
Yeah. And finally, on the keyboard, it's it's Ross from Friends. (laughs) 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 Here he is. Oh, Ross Geller. Here he is. Yeah. Maybe doing Uh, a lot of the heavy lifting in this band. Yeah. Because I just know he has the keyboard competence, um, Mm. mainly. But yes, so French Stewart, French Stewart, French Stewart, Ross Geller. (laughs) Not even the actor, just Ross. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my life. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> That's all right. See, now I'm just embarrassed to go with my <laughs> my list. Because no, mine was also good. just yours four French stewards. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yours will actually no, all be right. good, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, on the guitar and lead vocals, a man hmm. who... He knows how to get a crowd going, specifically if that crowd is from Cleveland... He knows that Cleveland rocks, but oh. he's also got a good, like, improvisational side to him. Like, a lot of experience in that, so he could do the Pink mm. Floyd jams. It's, of course, Drew Carey from the Drew Carey Show. Perfect. Lead vocals, guitar. Um, he's a headliner. The... Thank you, yeah. On yeah. the keys is Steve Urkel. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe oh, he's yeah. like you know how uh, you know how Steve Urkel would get his head hit and he'd become like a cool guy. Maybe he's cool Steve Urkel some of the time. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe he goes back to normal for Stefano his like big C- solos. I think he's, I think he's like Steve Urkel when that happens, right? When he's cool. Ooh, I can't remember. It's been a long that time. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now on the drums, and this is controversial. I'm gonna need your opinion. We obviously need someone who's going to bring, like, you know, the power and steel. He's going to bring something kind of, mm. like, a kind of, I, you've got to say it, like, a masculine energy for the Pink Floyd drums. Like, if you're going to follow Nick Mason, you've got to do this. But you want someone who knows, like, he's inventive. He knows how to make stuff as well. So I've got, on the drums, Tim the Tall Man Taylor. Mm. Now, Ooh. do you trust... <laughs> Do you trust Tim the Tall Man Taylor for your drummer, or is he too much of a wild oh, card? Man. Does it have to be Al from Tall Time? It depends on where in the episode we're taking Tim from. Like, if he's okay. like, if he's like promo fresh off Tall Time, this boy's a mess. He is not only grappling with uh, the <laughs> the horrible display on Tall Time where somebody gets badly hurt but also with his personal life. And I don't think that that's the man you want. But if he's mm. learned a valuable uh, lesson at the end of the episode, that that's perfect. That's exactly where you need him. He's consulted um, Wilson, the neighbor, <laughs> and now he's ready oh. to perform. You know? Actually, forget Tim, forget <laughs> Al. We need a man who knows, him. like... We need a man who knows wood, like <laughs> drumsticks. So what about the man who's hid it, yeah? always hiding behind wood? It's got to be Wilson the neighbor yeah. on the drums. That's great. Just a wall mm. of drums concealing his face. Yeah. Damn. Offering up wisdom Get to Urkel and Drew. Tim. Yeah, sorry, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> You're cut. Wow. Yeah. Oh. 
Now, on the base, I wanted, I was going to give it to a man who has a beautiful voice, like long fingers, and knows, like, you know, he can sing, he knows mm. songs. I was going to give it to Sideshow Bob. But oh. I was worried because Sideshow Bob, obviously, he's a criminal, you know? He also, yes. like, we can't have that. <laughs> you know? What if Bart Simpson wants to no, go to the no. concert? So. I, exactly. know, I had to go for someone. You wouldn't be able to. Exactly. Someone who brings that perfect voice, but, you know, respectable member of society and also knows how to be on the radio. So that's why Fraser Crane is mm. on the base. Yes. Oh, my God. Fraser on the base. Get out. Yeah. I love it. Oh, oh my God. He's listening. I'm surprised he's not on vocals, honestly, with that smooth operator radio voice. Like, yeah, but like, I love him on the bass. He has a bass energy much more so. So mm. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Maybe he sings all his bass lines. Whoa, that's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was about to launch into a Fraser Crane impression, but I got too nervous and <laughs> now I'm not going to. Oh. Oh, Sorry, audience. Halloween. Oh, an- another time. Another time. Oogie mm. boogie. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's a great lineup. Oh, all right. Well, you know, we've t- safely carried your soul across the river of oogie boogie, scary Halloween time. Yeah. There's only one last place we've got to dock this boat real quick. And that is to talk about... Talk about next week. What we're gonna, what are we gonna be bringing you guys? And mm. it's, it's. I believe it's my pick, right? Yeah, it is. Go ahead, sure. please. Okay. take the floor. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we've got to get back to our roots. We've got to be talking about Pink Floyd now. Fun fact about this album is <laughs> really God. what brought them to the to the next level. You know, they were they were rookies. They were in training, then they were rookies, and this made them into champions. In fact, it made them go ultimate. It made mm. them go mega. You know, and it was embracing Whoa. new technology, you know. They changed into digital champions. <laughs> and if you ask me, they saved uh-huh. the digital world. And what better way to honour that than sync Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon with the Digimon movie. Hell yes. We are <laughs> going back to our roots. Back to the internet, Gareth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm, yes, I'm ecstatic yay. to talk about that next week. Hell yeah. Perfect. It'll be the second movie we've synced where the original soundtrack contains Kids of America and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Perfect. <laughs> and maybe the, sec- maybe the second or maybe there's been more where the soundtrack also features <laughs> All Star by Smash Mouth. So wow, get ready for us to not hear those. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about them anyway next week on Sync Floyd. Mm. <laughs> Catch us at Sync Floyd Pod on Twitter, Gmail, all the socials. We're there. Get at us on TikTok. Get at us oh. on the okay. Bitcoin mining forums. Get, <laughs> get at us on the dark web. We're there. Okay, you're running all of these. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I don't know how to run any of us. <laughs> okay. Just as well. Oh, my God. I don't want to make TikTok. Never mind. I take back everything I said. Um, 
but please do talk unless to we us. just uh, put the whole podcast up in one minute chunks on tiktok <laughs> like from episode one first minute and it just keeps going wow that we oh. just released like how long are tiktoks how can they be as long as you want is there an nah, upper just limit think oh a minute God. max minute max Minute max. Okay, so we just release yeah. a minute every day of our show. <laughs> yeah. With that TikTok Amazing. robot voice at the end going like, like and subscribe for part 18. <laughs> oh my God. Part 257 uh, <laughs> yeah. of episode one. <laughs> oh my and God. And if an episode like finishes halfway through the minute we just start the next one so you really it starts getting really off like where each one begins oh, no. and ends. it could be a beautiful bit of Perfect. performance art that really fits the show <laughs> <laughs> oh what isn't a beautiful bit of performance art that isn't on this show gareth we are just that's true ahead of our time <laughs> mm. <laughs> By about a hundred years. Oh. All right. That's an oogie boogie. <laughs> and uh, I've been James Barron. I don't know. <laughs> I've been Gareth Blackler, I think. Yeah. And until next time, we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Wow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>